You're listening to DraftKings Network. This week's episode of Unreasonable Odds presented by DraftKings. A lot to get to in the NFL and college football. We are going to zip through a ton of college football bowl games. We are nearing the college football playoff. We will dive in on a few angles for Texas and Washington, as well as Alabama and Michigan. Big look at the NFL. We'll also mix in some college basketball. There are some big games on the slate for this coming weekend. Julian Edlow sits down with Johnny Avello of the DraftKings Sportsbook for Odds Are. All coming up on Unreasonable Odds. Alrighty, welcome in. Unreasonable Odds presented by DraftKings. We have a show this week. We're not slacking. Two days after Christmas. It is December 27th. Brendan Glasheen, Julian Edlow. Samir will chime in later. He hit his best bet over the weekend. One and one for yours truly over hit Monday night, San Francisco and Baltimore did not get there on the Arizona Cardinals and your two team money line parlay did not uh, deliver Julian went um, as wrong as it can go. Mm-hmm. Well, both teams that you bet didn't even lost win the outright game. lost outright Denver, Denver and San Francisco, but a loser's a loser and uh, we move on. Okay, we will get to football later on in the show. Johnny Avello, director of the DraftKings Sportsbook. He sits down with Julian to discuss what the book needs, what the people need, and what money's coming in on bowl season and the National Football League. We're going to spend a few minutes, though, here in our opening segment discussing college basketball. Uh, The season will get awfully interesting once that college football playoff is over. We'll have conference play, which I know there's some conference games now in December in some of these leagues. I, I get that, but we, let's be honest. like People are really sinking their teeth in once the college football season's over. There are a few games, though, uh, in conference play. One in the Pac-12 that catches your eye, and one also in the Big East. Um, let's start Big East. Big game in the Big East. Creighton at Marquette. Mm-hmm. Both teams I really like. Both teams can go very deep in March. Creighton's been a little shakier than I thought, though. They were bet up from like seven and a half to nine and a half point favorites at home against Villanova. I like Villanova a lot, but they lost that game. They've also been shaky away from home. They've lost some games away from home. And they're going on the road. True Big East road game here at Marquette. I know they have to bounce back off the Villanova loss. But Marquette has to bounce back. They lost their Big East opener in Providence, uh, a place that they kind of always struggle. So now you're at home. Ken Palm has this one, Marquette minus three. We'll see what it comes out at. If you give me Marquette minus three, I, I am in. I think Mar- it's going to be a really tough atmosphere. For Creighton, Marquette, the, both teams are going to be playing angry. But when you're playing angry and you have your home home court behind you in, in Marquette, and Marquette is the better team, I, this one jumped out at me right away. Uh, to lay a few points with Marquette. And then I got tricked by UCLA on Friday night. They've been awful. I thought if there was any way they were going to bounce back, it would be Friday night at home against Maryland, a Maryland team that was, at the time, 0-4 away from home, 0-2 in, uh, in true road games. And in those two true road games, they were averaging 46.5 points per game. So, of course, they scored uh, high 60s, almost got to 70 against UCLA. UCLA is just bad. They're going to Oregon on Saturday afternoon. Oregon's a pretty solid program at home. This one could be laying more like 6-7, but that's fine. UCLA 
just does not have it. They don't have good players. They're not playing well. And away from home, I expect them to look pretty bad. So not much college basketball this week. It's not like Thanksgiving where you get games all week. Right. But it gets back into swing on Saturday. So those two jumped out at me right away as spots that as soon as those numbers come out on Friday, I'm probably going to be better. It seems like a lazy take, but I think Marquette, too, just looking at just picking apart the two picks you just gave out. Marquette really did test themselves you know, with Maui um, oh, yeah. and like their their non-conference schedule, I think, sets them up for a big game like this. It's early, an early start too, two o'clock in their building. Place will be all juiced up and in Creighton do, didn't really play anybody in the the non-conference where I look at their 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 schedule. I mean, they played Alabama. That's a nice win there. High scoring, but I expect this one to be a low scoring game too. Like a classic Big East slog where you give me Shaka Smart inside a I know it's not a you know it's not a field goal like football, but you get Shaka Smart as a short favorite at home. Um I would almost love Marquette being on the road in this spot. You probably get a pretty good number with Marquette. Shaka is a road dog. Um, you're not. I like that it's at home though, but and okay. that it's not going to be apparently too many too many points. So I'm I'm good with that. Okay. All right. Very good. A couple of looks in college basketball. We will work our way to the college football playoff later on in the show and then whip through the NFL. A lot of college football bowl games, too, that we will hit on. But first, let's send it to our friend at the DraftKings Sportsbook. He is the director, Johnny Avello, for Odds Are. All right, you hear the music. You know what it means here on Unreasonable Odds. We are joined for Odds Are by Johnny Avello, the director of the DraftKings Sportsbook. Johnny, how are we doing today? How was the holiday? Oh, great, Jules. Thanks a lot. Uh, Back to work, though. Nothing stops. Working in sports. Must be nice, all the other people that just lounge that week between Christmas and New Year's. Not us. We got games to talk about. Um, Let's start in the NFL Public money seemed to keep coming in on the Rams on Thursday night. They got it right. Start with a win. Uh, and then things spiraled out of control, it seemed. Saturday, Sunday, Monday got a little messy. What else besides the Rams did the public wind up cashing in on an NFL? What was this, week 16? Uh, yes. Um, they did well on the Lions, covering the two and a half and the three, which was the closing number at the Vikes. Uh, they also did well on the total in that not in that game with the going over. Um, the Browns winning easily at the Texans was a really solid win for the betters. Uh, they also cashed on the Seahawks covering the two and a half at the Titans. Uh, the Panthers get in four and a half playing at home against the Packers and the Commanders losing to the Jets by only two. Um, that was also a popular choice. All right, looking at the rest of the board, Steelers were underdogs on Saturday, dominate the Bengals. The Chargers, nobody wanted to touch Chargers. Bills were going to roll. Two-point game in L.A. Titans, if you got it at three, Titans covered by the hook against Seattle in a game. Everybody had Seattle in. Falcons pound a uh, a public play in, in the Colts. Packers game-winning field goal, not enough if you had the number against Carolina. Um, just keep going down down the list here. Um, Miami and Dallas, uh, a big decision. Patriots outright over over Denver. Raiders outright against the Chiefs. We can keep going. What what were the best though sides for the house here? Because it, like all all of them were going against the public. It seemed like this past week. Yeah, it was a rough day there. Uh, but starting on Saturday, both 
Steelers winning at home over Cincy and the Bills not covering a big number at the Chargers. They were big pluses for the house. Uh, on Sunday, Broncos losing straight up to the Pat- Patriots and the Cowboys not winning were big rights and wins for DK. Now, when I say the Cowboys not winning because we had a really good piece of money on the Cowboys to win that game straight up. And they were close, but didn't get there. Um, and then on Monday, we swept the board as the Eagles were the only favorite winner yep. didn't cover. And the others just went up in smoke. All right, let's talk specifically Niners, Ravens. You said you swept the board, so obviously getting the dog in that one uh, worked out for you guys. But how was the overall result on the game? I'm sure it was heavily bet a lot of different ways. And also the results for, for the futures market, uh, because – Niners not really taking a step back. They're still getting respected in terms of the numbers, but Baltimore took a big jump forward, kind of legitimizing themselves with that win. Yes, they did. First, firstly, one of the biggest handles uh, of the whole year on any NFL game, and the result was quite good for us. Uh, there certainly was there was Raven money line play, but everything else on the 49ers just went south for the betters. Um, and you, you talked about, you know, other kind of adjustments between money and adjustments and the Ravens sit at uh, 350 to win the Super Bowl. Uh, that's odds pretty much half of what they were last week. Uh, they're three and th- minus 330 to be the number one seed. That we'll see where that goes. And oh, yes, Mr. Lamar Jackson is now your betting favorite to win the MVP at minus 170. So a lot of changes uh, this week because of that one game. You mentioned Lamar Jackson now being the MVP favorite, odds-on favorite. I'll ask you this. Can you remember in your time doing this, uh, an MVP favorite like Brock Purdy shifting this much from one game in the odds being, I think he was minus 265 at a point in time before that game and ending the game at like 12 to 1? Yeah, I don't remember a guy going backwards like that, but I do remember guys going forward. I remember Aaron Rodgers going forward in the last couple of weeks of the season. But, you know, Brock Purdy, uh, it was just a terrible game and pretty much ruined his any of his any chance for him to win it this year. As a matter of fact, McCaffrey has jumped up now to a Yeah. And, you know, I really believe that McCaffrey's probably the MVP of the league. Nobody ever wins this except for a quarterback, but this guy has done everything to keep this team, uh, you know, on top all year long. So to me, he's uh, he's the ultimate all around player. If there's a year for it, uh, a non quarterback, I mean, this this is certainly the year. Um, All right. Let's move on to week 17. Uh, Some stuff getting hit early. I talked on the sweat on VSIN last week that Dallas Detroit total the Saturday night game indoors opening 51 and a half I, I like that one played that one we're up to 53 and a half there so I assume that's taking some money and moving other things on the board for week 17 taking some money on the move oh yes definitely so far they love the Browns on Thursday night at home against the Jets lines up to seven and a half after opening up five uh, only a half point move from five and a half to six on Dallas hosting the Lions on Saturday but that's where all the money is on this game. It's Dallas so far. Mm-hmm. Um, Ravens have passed the three, the three and a half. With you know, that's the battle for the most current number one seed with the Dolphins. And I say current because they both have a big game the following week. So 
who knows where this thing is going to end up. Yeah. Uh, the Bills up to 12 from 10 and a half over the surging Pats. Um, and also Eagles uh, over the cards from 10 uh, up to 11 now. And the Bucks up to three from two. Uh, that was the opener over the Saints. So a lot, a lot of movement so far. A lot of money on one side. Two weeks left in the NFL regular season, Johnny. So how about any NFL regular season futures coming down the stretch? Is there anything on your side of the desk still coming up uh, that you know would be a big decision talking about win totals that are still up the, in the air, a division that's still up in the air? Is there anything on your side that you guys have, have a big liability on with two games left? Oh, many, many, many. Uh, Bears win totals up in the air. Raiders win totals. That one's up in the air for me, too. (laughs) Yep. Numerous teams to make the playoff. uh, Playoffs. And then there's division winners, especially the Colts in the AFC South. They're lurking behind the Jags. They, you know, they were played when they were making their move. And then the Bucks, who control their destiny in the NFC uh, South. I don't think anybody saw that coming except for some that got a pretty good price on the Bucks when. Uh, They were counted out. All right. Another wild week of bowl games. We've been doing this the last uh, few weeks now. What have been, just looking back on ones that have uh, concluded, what have been some of the best results for both the public and the book since we last spoke a week ago? Uh, The public did okay on the Air Force covering versus uh, James Madison. They also had Northwestern. On the money line, playing a depleted Utah team. That team, what a, what a bad year for them. Uh, they That's also play, yeah. They also played uh, Texas State versus Rice in the first transponder bowl, and Kansas laying the points versus UNLV in the guarantee rate bowl, and over on that game. Now that game did drop. You know, the thing went down from eleven down to eight, but then that's when they they did uh, hit Kansas late uh, b- before the game started. Yeah, um, a lot of pre-kick line movement in that one, Kansas yeah. and UNLV. Yep. We held serve on Minnesota beating Bowling Green last night, Coastal Carolina upsetting uh, San Jose State and Hawaii Bowl, and Georgia Tech beating Central Florida as a dog in the Gasparilla Bowl on Friday. So we've won one, they've won some, and uh, I think we've we're probably – more more wins for us than uh, losses so far. All right. We're recording this on Wednesday, December 27th. So maybe some of these games will have passed you by the time you listen. But just speaking on what's ahead of us, we're, we're finally getting to some good bowl games here. And obviously the big ones on, on New Year's Day. Um, I will be at the lovely uh, Fenway Bowl on Thursday morning, sitting in the rain, watching SMU play BC. I don't know why, but uh, it looks like some money coming in on the under there. How about the rest of these upcoming bowls? Anything significant coming up now that we're, uh, what do we got? You know, like the next five days or so, we got a lot of big bowl games and leading up to those playoff games. Well, lucky you for getting to go to the game. I mean, I will, I will be in a box. Uh, I, I would not brave the elements at Fenway Park at 11 a.m. for BC and SMU. Okay, that's good. And it's be a fun game. Hey, any bowl game you can go to is a fun one. Agreed. So, yeah. So uh, let's see. We're, NC State getting points is the choice of the public versus Kansas State in the Pop-Tarts Bowl. On Thursday, uh, let's see, Iowa State versus Memphis in the Liberty Bowl. Uh, that conti- they continue to get play. Penn State is now up to four and a half from three and a half over Ole Miss in the Peach Bowl. 
And Georgia continues to see public money playing an undefeated 13-0 Florida State team, lines up to 18-and-a-half and rising. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, crazy, isn't it? On New Year's Day, they're betting Iowa, Tennessee under the total of 36 and a half. I guess there's no surprise there. You just bet Iowa under every game they play, right? That seems to have been working. And Joe Milton, Tennessee quarterback, opted out of that one. So even more reason to go that way. Uh, All right. Let's talk about some of the big ones to conclude with the college football playoff games. Michigan and Alabama is the most intriguing one, I think, for for everybody. Not that Washington and Texas won't be a great game and potentially have some fireworks, but uh, Alabama's been been the side all the way since this one opened. You know, for, like almost four weeks ago, we're we're at now. So not much line movement though. Two and a half down to maybe one and a half, and it bounces back up. Where do you think this one ultimately closes? Is this going to be these last few days where? the Alabama money piles in and they actually get favored in this game, or are we going to hold with Michigan favored here? Yeah. Although this line hasn't moved, we are loaded with Alabama cash on both sides. Uh, the, the money line and the, in the side itself. Um, I don't believe it will move much from where it is, but if it does move, I would say it'll probably go to Michigan too. I think it'll go back to Michigan too. Now that could be a wise guy play. That yep. still won't affect the, you know, where the money is. It's still probably going to continue to come in on Alabama. The other game, you know, the, the Texas opened up four and a half over Washington. It's four. It's stayed four. Um, and we're seeing great balance on that, both for both sides. So yep. that one has a, an equal right, uh, at least close. The other one does not. The other one's to- is totally lopsided. So that means I'm supposed to bet Michigan, huh? I'm riding with the public in that game. Roll, Tide, roll. I'm going Alabama. I I know how this works, but I'm, I'm going to trust myself on this one. And, uh, you know, we'll talk next week. And hopefully, hopefully you pay out the public on a bunch of Alabama money because that's what I need, Johnny. Okay. Well, you know, you've been talking Alabama. You, you've been talking about Alabama. Alabama. win total is going to live with me forever. That 30, I did not take over eight and a half wins. Were they 30 or 34? I think they were 30 or 40 to one to win the championship. So, yep. you know, I think the next week you said I should have grabbed them when they were 30, not or 25. Then you said I should have got them when they were 25, not or 25. All right. Well, we will have some awesome football this week and uh, hopefully catch up again. Johnny, thank you for joining us on Unreasonable Odds for Odds Are. You're welcome. Have a great week. This is another great week of football and both college and pro. Awesome weekend of sports. And we will be back, me and Glash on the other side, to rip through a whole bunch of football games, both pro and college. Thanks to Johnny. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to rapid fire through a ton of games because Julian's got plays and lots of thoughts. And Why not? Because DraftKings is based in Boston. Our home quarters. People start there, Julian. We've hit on this game a few times in our podcast leading up to bowl season. And it's finally here. Tomorrow, you will be at Fenway Park for the Fenway Bowl featuring SMU and the Boston College Eagles. The line has not moved all that much. I think it's actually down to 10. SMU minus 10. You played SMU minus 11. And are you on the under two? I can't remember. 
Yes. Yeah, so as I'll I'll just stay on SMU because I, I do like them. But as we're getting closer to the game here, under 48 and first half under 23 and a half plays for me. Um, rainy. It's going to rain all day at Fenway. SMU coming out like SMU was really good this year. Like they've got to be a little, a little let down to be in like chilly Boston in the rain playing mm-hmm. the local Eagles. That's got to be a letdown. And then does BC care? Are they going to get up for this game? They could have. Don't you want to go to like San Diego or like do something fun this week? No, you get to stay on campus, take the bus over to Fenway in the rain and play SMU, who was really good, but they're not a big name, really good school that you get up for like, oh, Notre Dame's coming here or uh, whatever. So like, I just don't think this is I'll be there. I don't think this is a game anybody cares about. So under sloppy game in the rain let's get out of there uh give me that in the fenway bowl 11 also 11 a.m kickoff eastern that's on a thursday when do we like slow start that's why i added the first half yeah on. I, w- I would i would say i guess my only concern would be the fact that the eagles are without several guys in their secondary so does that allow smu to is score? smu gonna sling it around i don't know maybe Maybe I'm agree, but then do they keep doing it and then just grind clock in the rain and get out? I I just I don't know. I'm gonna have to see this one get over. Okay, uh, have fun. Uh, bring a poncho. Uh, let's move on. To, I'm a, uh, oh, come on, I'm in a box. We're clean. Oh, you're in a box. Oh, yeah. look at you. You think I'm going and sitting with the peasants? Uh. Uh-uh. Oh, all right. Well, you sometimes come off as a man of the people, but I guess not. I am um, a man of the people, just not when it's raining at 11 a.m. on Thursday in December. Not at the not at the Fenway Bowl. Another game we've hit on quite a bit. Uh, the number has moved slightly. NC State as a small dog now down to plus two and a half, juiced to plus two and a half against Kansas State. We have documented the guys out for K State. Do they care that much? And I think we think NC State. You've bet them. You bet them against Clemson late in the regular season. Uh, you're still behind NC State, but would you play it at two and a half? Yeah, I would. I think they're going to win the game. Um, I played it at three. I was mad at myself for missing the three and a half, but we're still going to get a good number ultimately here. Just motivation. NC State should have plenty of guys playing. They'll get up for this game. And and K-State, not quite as much. Uh, So simple, motivational handicap. And I don't think these teams are that far off to begin with. Yeah, K-State is better. But when you remove the pieces that, that are being removed this is probably much more of a coin flip type of game move to two at DraftKings Sportsbook right before that I skipped one we've got Rutgers Miami pinstripe bowl that's the first game that kicks off uh well the first game is BC SMU first game uh the game that follows that at 215 Rutgers Miami Rutgers is now flipped to a two and a half point favorite in this game you could have got we gave out Rutgers on the podcast as a slight underdog at plus one and a half plus Mm -hmm. one Totals at 41 and a half should be another slog in the Bronx backing Rutgers. You can get the Rutgers uh, Scarlet Knights on the money line at minus 132. Wow, it's up to 132. OK, I played it 130 last. as well. Sorry, minus 130. Oh, 130. OK, same yeah. still, though. I, I put it out earlier today. At uh, Was it earlier today or last night? One or the other uh, at minus what 115. Um, so. I I still like I, I like Rutgers. Um, I went back. I bet more Rutgers. I bet Rutgers first half. I think you can get them in the plus two hundred range for the double result. Lead at halftime and lead for the game. Miami's down a 
couple quarterbacks, a couple running backs, a lot of receivers, a lot of O and D line. If you want to play Miami team total under, that's how I would play the total rather than the game itself. I think Miami's going to have a really tough time. Again, Miami's probably the better team, but Rutgers in New York at Yankee Stadium, local crowd. They should care about this game to a degree, getting a team like Miami mm-hmm. to come out for this game. And Miami is just not going to care. Uh, and I, I don't think they're going to have many guys on the field. So I'm adding Rutgers first half. I'm adding to Rutgers game. Do the double result if you want. Very, very high on Rutgers turning into one of my bigger bowl bets. Chakuri Brown expected to start at quarterback for Miami. Emory Williams yeah, exactly. injured. Tyler Van Dyke going to Wisconsin in the transfer portal. And they're down offensive linemen. They're down guys in the back end defensively. Um, <laughs> they're they're very banged up. Night game, Arizona visiting Oklahoma. The Wildcats are three-point favorites. Uh, they're not at Oklahoma. It's a bowl game, but it's a neutral field. Uh, totals at 59 and a half. Wildcats have been moving. Now they're a field goal favorite. Uh, are you still willing to back them there? Came back down under, uh, it was three and a half. I bet it at three and a half because I thought it might keep going. I saw some two uh, and a halves too, but yep. Yeah, three. so I, I mean, you've been on Arizona for, for a while now and they've just been coming through and now they're going to play their guys, you know, in a bowl game against Oklahoma. That's the type of game you can get up for. Oklahoma, obviously without Gabriel, they have a decent backup there and they're not completely uh you know cleaned out like some of these teams are with opt-outs but Arizona's pretty good to to begin with uh this isn't like it's a bad team that's like getting up for for this game they were very good to begin with so they don't need Oklahoma to be missing much to Mm -hmm. come through in this game so I like Arizona do you have any additional thoughts on them because this is a team you've been on a lot this year Arizona's only so Jed Fish said he expects one to two guys to potentially miss this game because they're declaring for the draft. So the quarterback um, is is transferring. I thought I read, mm, but I don't. But I still think he's playing, playing in the game. Yeah, let me confirm that. You can I don't on. think so. Um, they I are missing a, a good their left tackle Jordan Morgan who was very good for them this year. He is opting. Uh, he's opting out of the bowl game. And then they're missing a few guys on defense uh, in the portal. But in the second half of the year, these guys, like you said, they went on a heater uh, in conference play. And the guys that they are missing from the portal didn't even play. Uh, they were not starters for the Wildcats uh, in, the, in the back end of the season. So uh, I, I think Arizona is just fine at minus three. And like you said, this it comes down to like you're going to hear this a lot in this rapid fire segment. Does one team care? Does the other one care a little bit more or not care as much. Um, that's what this comes down to. I didn't see anything about the quarterback. Did you find anything? So it, it's actually, it's that Jaden Delora is going to transfer, but he will remain with the team through the Alamo Bowl. So he's going to stay there. But obviously it was the uh, redshirt freshman uh, that came on and won Pac-12 Offensive Freshman of the Year, and he kind of led them at the end. So they're fine at quarterback. Um, and if there is an injury at quarterback, Delora will be there still so no concerns at all on the the arizona side okay excellent so we'll uh we'll play we'll give out arizona minus three moving on let's discuss oregon state and notre dame so we're moving now to friday Friday. uh we're gonna skip over we just gave out all four i i got something all four games on on thursday we just gave out so now we will go to friday 
this one's come down. I think I put it out at 44 and a half or 45. Before down to 41 and a half. Yeah, before Hartman opted out. I'll still go there. Oregon State's on QB3. Notre Dame's without their quarterback. A lot of other skill position guys opting out and not a ton of defensive guys. There are some stars that are out, but this one, these teams are going to be so depleted on offense. And we're talking about defensive teams to begin with that like to run the ball in Oregon State and Notre Dame. I think this one is going to be one of those real grinders. So I'm confident still going down to like 40 on the under here. Um, if you think it breaks open at this point, you can you can just go to the first half under maybe. But this should be a lot of running the ball and a lot of good defense uh, in Oregon State, Notre Dame. Notre Dame, offensive coordinator out. Gerard Parker. Coordinator, thank you for adding that. Yep, no coordinator. Starting receivers are out. Starting center's out. They're very thin at wide receiver, Notre Dame. And but Hartman is the, the headline, of course, a quarterback mm-hmm. uh, opting out of this game. And a bunch of their bunch of O-linemen have opted out of this game as well. Um, okay, moving on. Let's go to Missouri. You, we've given out Missouri, too. That was a pick you gave out early on when you were looking ahead at some of these lines. Missouri plus three against Ohio State. <clears throat> and Ohio State uh, fits the criteria of don't really care. Uh, they didn't make the playoff. Missouri has had a really good season. They want to cap this off, right? I think Missouri plus three is the play here, too. I got to admit, I'm probably going to have to buy back some on this one. Missouri is one of my biggest bowl bets. They went to a two and a half point favorite. Now they're back to a three point dog because pretty much it's just McCord that's out for Ohio State with a couple other running backs and receivers. Everyone else is going to going to play. Ryan Day got these guys to buy in. Now, I'll maintain my stance that Missouri will be more motivated. They want to take down Ohio State. Uh, very much compared to Ohio State being like, yeah, we want to win this game, but we want it to be in the college football playoff. Fair. And I'm also maintaining that Missouri is not that much worse than Ohio State. This is a team that went to Georgia, hung in there until late before Georgia wound up pulling away in that game. So Missouri can compete in this game with both teams at full strength. What is the quarterback worth? I don't think he's even worth that much for Ohio State because he wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. So with all these guys now playing for Ohio State, I am concerned. This is no longer, you know, going to be the best bet out of the bowl games for me. I'm going to have to take some Ohio State. Uh, yeah, but, but but keep an eye on what they do with Henderson. Uh, I'm waiting. So over, that's like waiting. That, that that could break late. So you got you got to keep an eye on news with their their other pieces on offense. Yep. That's why I'm waiting and I'll do something with it on Friday. I'll still have exposure to Missouri overall, but maybe not the three units that I currently have out there. Keep telling people, Syracuse people, that Kyle McCord is not the savior uh, no. on the hill. And isn't he doing something? Isn't he going there for like broadcast purposes? Yes, he is. He wants to get into television. So Right. So he's kind of admitting. Don't do house, baby. You don't do that. Yeah, he wants to be you. That's talk about... That's awful. Tough fall, tough fall from grace from being the Ohio State quarterback. You're going to win the natty, go to the NFL. Now you're going to class trying to be Glash. Yeah, neat. Rough I mean, Kyle, good grace. for you. You're going to do you're going to do Syracuse football on ACC Network in two years <laughs> and be the analyst when they play Colgate. That's kind of I don't know which way I feel about that. It's kind of a <laughs> double edged sword of like great self awareness that you're kind of planning your future now, but also as a competitor, quarterback of Ohio state, you don't think you have any chance to go somewhere, reinvent yourself and be an NFL prospect at that level. If you're telling yourself, you know, that's not you. And I'm going to go to Syracuse to get my broadcast degree. 
kind of tells me well, that he's not that good, right? Ryan Ryan Nassib was an NFL draft pick not too long ago out of Syracuse. They've had some guys. Donovan McNabb. Come on. Donovan That's McNabb. enough. That's enough Syracuse talk. Yes. Georgia. Does Georgia care against Florida State laying 18 and a half points? They don't, and they're still going to beat the pulp out of them because Florida State is missing like 25 guys, and they're about as bitter as it gets. I don't know if you can even bet it now. Is it 18 and a half now? 18 and a half. That's, and the, yeah, total, laid, the totals come down to 44 and a half. I laid Georgia minus 14 uh, a little while back. I, I don't know if I'm going to do 18 and a half. Let's see how things go. But like, you know, they're playing Carson Beck. He said he's coming back. He's gonna, he plans on playing. Uh, FSU has no guys and they're on the third string quarterback that scored that could barely score against Louisville in the ACC championship game. Georgia's backups are going to dominate whoever FSU puts out there. And Georgia's still playing some starters. I like the under in the game, but I'm almost becoming worried that Georgia could run it up. I played it under 45 and a half. I would still play the under at 44. This might turn into just an FSU team total or an FSU first half team total under. Like it would not surprise me at all if FSU has zero points at halftime. Um, so that might be the look. Moving moving target here with Georgia FSU, but some way somehow you're going to want to target Georgia just smashing FSU. I think you can play Florida State under. 12 and a half points at minus 105, under 13 and a half at minus 140. Man, is the first yes. half. So that means the first half is less than a touchdown. Let me see. It might not. The first half first, team total might not be posted yet. I but do not like see halves no. and then team props. Man, okay. So I don't know if I, I was hoping like seven and a half first half team total. So they. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I said I think ah, they here we go. No, I found it. Florida State first half total six and a half. Yeah. Okay. I'll take that under. I said I think they get shut out, and then I shied away from it. I'll stick to my word. This reminds me of Michigan, Iowa playing unders on Iowa. Um way back when. They got shut out for the whole game in the, the whole game. championship game. Uh no, they scored three points. Didn't they have a field goal? Did they? Thought they did. Maybe not. I thought they got shut out. I don't know. Samir can. Or Michigan. No, Michigan kicked a late field goal to secure the <laughs> the point spread and the under. Uh, okay. One more before we go to the playoff. Wyoming, Toledo. You like Wyoming. Okay. So this one is going to stay a big bet for me. Took Wyoming um, prior. 26 nothing was Michigan, Iowa. Um, okay. Took Wyoming plus one and a half. They're now minus three, I think. Still good with minus right. three on the Cowboys. Um, Craig Bowles, been coach, longest tenured coach in Wyoming history. It's going to be his last game. They're going to send him off right. They got all their guys playing. Toledo came undone late, lost the conference championship game as big favorites. Now Daquan Finn, who has been their entire offense for three years, opts out. He's going to – didn't he pick where he's going? Daquan Finn is transferring somewhere. He's a good quarterback um, who's out there and, and going to really help a team, but he's not playing in this bowl game. I, I think Toledo is just going to be in shambles versus a Wyoming. Baylor. Baylor. Yeah, right. So I I really like Wyoming in this game. Uh, 
as things are shaping up, you know, I still like Missouri a lot. They're still probably my third favorite bowl. And then Rutgers and, and Wyoming are probably my, my, my two favorites. Uh, at and, you, and you've got the Wyoming coach retiring after the game. They got to send him out right. I literally started my analysis with that. Oh, must've been looking something up. I was, I was looking up where the quarterback was going. He's going to Baylor. Right. Have, fun, yeah. have fun with that CT. Um, Okay, and then let's wrap with the playoff games. I'm sure you'll add more. Uh, something tells me you will, but you're going to start with the Texas-Washington over. Why? I can't, pick, I can't pick a side in this game. I think it's anybody's game. Um, but uh, we should see points. I think we're going to see points, both teams getting up into the 30s. But if a team goes down, both of these teams can just sling it and go get some points. It's going to be a public side. I'm very public on, on the two college football playoff games, which concerns me, but I do like the over. I think we're going to see points in Texas, Washington, Washington secondary. I was shocked that Oregon wasn't going deep in the PAC 12 game in, in Vegas, Texas will. And Washington secondary did not rank good. They were, you know, bottom 15, 20% in the nation. Mm Mm-hmm. Texas is going to be able to go deep. I'm, I'm convinced of that. And Washington's been able to move the ball against anyone offensively. Oregon's calling card is on defense, and they moved it on them twice. Uh, so I, I'm sold on Washington offensively. I, I think both teams should be able to score. I don't know who's going to win. It could be a whoever has the ball last type of, of game, but I think we are going to see points a, along the way. And the conditions will be favorable for Washington also. Uh, we well, saw that that's how they slipped offensively. I mean, it's in the Superdome, so. Right, but I'm, I'm just saying when they did have slippage on offense down the stretch, it was because of snow and rain. And right, rain yeah. So you take the weather effects out of it, the tough game that they had at Oregon State. Um, yep. Where were some of their other lower scoring games? When they played, when they played Oregon the first time, I thought possibly. Uh, no, they scored thirty six at home against Oregon. So, like, I, it, it has to be yes. What you're saying is there have to kind of be conditions to slow Washington down, and there will be none. There will not be yes. All right, and then the game before that, of course, is Alabama Michigan, uh, the other college football playoff game. Uh, Alabama as a slight underdog. You're riding with Bama over Michigan. Talk to Johnny about it. He said he doesn't think Alabama gets to a favorite. I've heard some people say that they will. Um, but Johnny thinks Michigan could get back to back to two before this one kicks. But I'm gonna, I'm taking Alabama. I'm obviously I'm gonna take them to win the game, but I'll I'll probably bet it with the points. Um I don't Michigan hasn't played many people and you know, Penn State and Ohio State, they've been built to beat Ohio State these last few years. Penn State, how good are they actually? You're going to find Michigan's going to find out what good is when they play SEC, Nick Saban, that type of defense, those type of, uh, you know, athletes on the Alabama offense. We're going to find out how this looks early, I think, and and know which way it's going. But uh, I'm always a sucker for the plus sign in front of Alabama, and I will be a sucker for the plus sign in front of Alabama in this game and take them. It sounds like the the Bama will get uh, Kool Aid McKinstry back at uh, corner. Oh, he should be playing, and he's been he's been playing pretty well. Yeah, minor concussion was what he suffered in the 
SEC title game, but it, indications yeah. are here, like he he should be fine. Yeah. All right, there you go. There's your rapid fire bowl season rapid look. Uh, you got any favorite bowl bet the rest of the way out? Um, I I I'm very much a fan of that. We got Rutgers as a dog. I was going to um, say I feel like you like Rutgers and NC State. If I had to guess which ones you like, yep, those are the two we gave out. I prefer Arizona minus two and a half, but three is fine. Um, it's about it. I'm not touching Georgia 18 and a half. Have fun with that. Yeah, um, that's kind of fun. I, I get it. I think your analysis is fine. Um, good job. Georgia's going to. And I, I kind of like Missouri too. Everything you said, Julian, is compelling. I give, you, I give it to you. Yeah, <laughs> good job. But I, will not, I will not be touching tomorrow's Fenway Bowl. So have fun in your, in your box. Thank you. I will. A luxurious box. All right, let's spend a few minutes Free on beverages. NFL. Yeah, Julian likes the NFL card this week, so he won't I be. I'm, uh, ter- I'm terrified. Be- I always come on here and like Bash scrape it. together a best bet, maybe find one. Now I, I'm up to like four or five bets this week. Wow, where do you want to start? A lot of short lines this week, which is uncommon because at this time of year, it, it proves that we know there there are six teams that are definitely in the playoffs across both conferences. There are still eight playoff spots up for grabs, but there is a matchup uh, that Saturday night. We should start there. We'll start Saturday. I was going to say let, that makes sense to start Saturday. Dallas, Detroit, Cowboys have dropped two straight. They're laying six back at home. They played at Buffalo, at Miami. I think most people are aware at this point, Dallas is very, very good at home. They score a ton of points at home. So maybe you don't want to lay six, but a team total over, which was what was great against Seattle. It was great on Christmas Day. It was a nice play. Not Christmas Day, Thanksgiving Day, pardon me. And then it was a nice play, too, against uh, the Eagles. I don't know if they quite got quite to the team total, uh, but they did cover against the Eagles um, in that primetime game, that three-game homestand they had. I think they got it. I think so, too. Um, where are you at with uh, this game? You're going to lay the six with Dallas? All right, I'm going to start with the total, and then we'll talk side. Dallas at home. This is one I, I talked about it on the sweat on VSIN, DraftKings Network, on Saturday, a look-ahead line that I wanted – I bet this game over 51 and a half. Now it's 53 and a half. I'm fine with 53 and a half. You can also bet Cowboys over 29 and a half team total or both. And I'll have both. Cowboys are averaging 39.9 points per game at home. Scoring 40 points per game at home this season. They're coming off two consecutive road losses, a beat down in Buffalo and then a very competitive game in Miami. Detroit is a team that you fade outdoors. Like they're, they're a team that falls apart outdoors when their offense plays indoors, which is seven home games. And then the two road ones were the Chargers, or sorry, three road ones where this is from Joe Osborne, friend of the podcast that covers, they played indoors at the Chargers, Saints and Vikings. So if you add the three indoor road games to the seven indoor home games, uh, Detroit's averaging 31.8 points per game indoors this year. I think Dallas is going to shred Detroit's defense. It's a Detroit fade spot with Detroit coming off the um, division title. Yep. It's a Dallas back spot coming off the back-to-back losses and returning home. So I'll take the over for the game. I'll take Cowboys team total over. If you want to use Cowboys money line in a money line parlay or whatever this week, I do feel that's a safe piece. This is a bad spot for 
Detroit, but they should still offensively be able to score some points indoors against Dallas. And both teams do still have things to play for. The Lions are playing for the two seed as opposed to the three, which Philadelphia and Detroit are tied at 11 and four. They did not play head to head this year. And Dallas still has a small shot at working their way to the two. If they leapfrog Philly, I think that's unlikely because I think the Eagles are going to win out and the Eagles will be the two. um, And the lions will be, will be the three. Uh, But based on, well, as of right now, actually it's Eagles two, lions three. Um, for some uh-huh. reason, I thought that there was the other way around yesterday, but I think because of what happened Monday night and it all played out with tiebreakers right now, it's Eagles two, Lions three, Cowboys are in the five. Okay. Um, I hear you. I, I really like the total play six, six is a, that is such a freaking trap. I think for people to back the Lions, the six, I think the six is, is Samir wants to jump tonight. into the trap. I think it's a trap, Samir. We were talking before the podcast, and he wanted the Lions. I'm like, you're going to bet the Lions off a division title going up against the Cowboys off consecutive losses. I can understand why, though, because three dogs covered on Christmas Day and the late game Monday night. Actually, that's a good point that I saw Ross Tucker bring up on Follow the Money. Fade Christmas home teams. Because you think about it, when you're home on Christmas, all your family's coming, they're staying with you, you're getting the tickets. You're hosting everybody, and the game gets lost a little bit. Whereas when you're on the road, hey, it's Christmas with the team. We're in the hotel. We're spending time together. We're game planning. Spot sets up better to be on the road on Christmas. It's a good point by Ross Tucker. Thank you. I will keep that in mind in 360-something days. Write it uh, down. For next year. Thank Send you. an alarm. Because yep. Christmas is over. It is two days after Christmas. Um, yep. Thank you, Ross. You're going to bet all the home teams next year. And then when Christmas Day arrives, a little alarm is going to go off on your phone. You're going to be like, oh. What else might we like that you want to discuss uh, in the NFL this week for week 17? Three short home favorites for me will round out the card. And I even left some things off my card. I could have bet like six things this week in the NFL, which is (laughs) absurd for me. It's not Um, like you. I'm going to start with the one I just added to my card as we recorded Russell Wilson, take a seat. Jarrett Stidham, starting quarterback for the Broncos. This game dips from five and a half to three. So now give me the Broncos. I will lay through the Broncos at home. You're going to be getting a guy that the coach wants out there and a guy that is playing for a job. Yep. Uh, You're coming off consecutive losses at Detroit and then at home in a bad one against the Patriots where nothing went your way. Now you're home again. You're going against the Chargers team. Everybody went against the Chargers. I can't believe I didn't bet the Chargers last week. I should have. That was I did. Good. I felt it's nice about that. Smart is just fire the coach. Um, coming off that type of blowout, <clears throat> and you got a team that's rolling coming in. I, silly pass by me, but everyone wanted Buffalo last week. Now that the Chargers cover in the spot of all spots, now they're supposed to be good, and you got to back the Chargers. No, yeah. I going on the road to Denver. I, I, Russell Wilson hasn't been doing anything. He should, he's not worth any points. So now you're giving me a shorter number. I, I really like Denver in this spot who still needs to try and win to keep their season alive. What's, well, I think they're done. They're, they're basically done. Denver's done. They're basically done, but there's nothing mathematically alive. Things. What's the status? What's Cortland Sutton's status? 
I don't know if we have anything official on because uh, he left the game and he he is that guy where and I I hear you like Ross has been bailed out by that dude just throw it up to Sutton and Sutton has made some unreal catches so if you've been if you had Sutton in your fantasy lineups or you played him anytime touchdown you were profitable with Cortland Sutton but the minute he went out um, now I look I give Denver credit for coming back against New England that's a viable defense um, but I I'm with you that. The chance to bet the Chargers was when the line was four and a half. That's long gone. And maybe this gets to three and a half. Uh, yeah, I think it's at this point, I, I would rather, I'd prefer to just stay away from the game. Uh, you you do, you do want to back Denver. Go and, in Denver. Yeah, Sutton, I mean, Sutton's still in concussion protocol. So okay. we'll see. Something there, to keep an eye on. I'm maybe on- if he's out, you get, you get the Denver Broncos inside a field goal. Um, you think he's worth anything? No, he might be worth something to Russ. I don't know if he's worth anything to Jared Stidham. Find out. We'll see. I mean, yeah, this is the let Sean Payton cook game because he finally gets that quarterback out of the mix. And that, yep. it, what happened on Thanksgiving? Not Thanksgiving. When was that game? Saturday night, a few weeks ago, when he got really mad at Russ for the penalty. Yep. Um, yeah, they're done. And the contract, yeah, not great. That's one of the worst trades ever. Uh, surprise. Quarterback call doesn't go well. Um, we're getting pretty close here to best bets. I think you had a couple more you wanted to add. You wanted to jump in on the on the Colts and the Bears as other plays. Yep, Colts played a minus three. They're minus three and a half as we record. Col- Public was all over the Colts last week. How is Atlanta going to beat them? Atlanta does beat up on them. Now they're coming home in a game they need. And who are they playing? The Raiders. Raiders on a short week off the road. Christmas win in Kansas City. They win the game without scoring an offensive touchdown. Um, The Raiders are not that good. People just kind of like them now because they're off a win against the Chiefs. They're off the blowout over the Chargers. uh, It's a team that got shut out at home a couple weeks earlier. They're going to go on the road to Indy. I I trust the Colts, uh, you know, to be the better team here and, and cover this game. Bears. Coming on kind of strong late. Um, But the Falcons coming off that big home win. Now you're going to go on the road outdoors in Chicago at the end of December. I don't think the Falcons are going to look very good in this game. Arthur Smith will mess something up. Um, I like like the Bears uh, laying three a lot in this spot. So a lot of weird, mediocre NFL games for me this week, which terrifies me. Yeah, it's like you're... Doing what I was doing. Um, yep. Somehow. Here we are. You got any okay. you want to talk before best bets or no? no not really. It's right. uh, the slate smells. I just gave out like 20 bets. I got to figure out what's my best bet. Good luck with that. I'll tell you what, though. You're convincing me here on Dallas. Um, we didn't even hit Thursday night, which is tomorrow. Jets, Browns. Jets are seven and a half point dogs. But Aaron Rodgers is activated. Uh, he'll be there whispering into the ear of whoever their quarterback's going to be tomorrow. All right, Samir, why don't you jump in? We'll do best bets and um, wrap this sucker up. Uh, I'll give you a smelly one. I'll give you a best bet. Give me Carolina plus seven against the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence, uh, the reporting as we record on a Wednesday, uh, the status of Lawrence is up. I know the Jags need the game. The Jags control their own destiny. They win these last two. They win the AFC South. Understood. They are not in a good way right now, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Panthers, nothing to lose. Too many points. 
low total at 38. Matt Barkley brought on the active roster from the Giants practice squad. So if Lawrence does get ruled out, this will come below seven. I'd rather get the seven now because once Lawrence is in, um, that could actually help me in a way now that I think about it. Um, But I'm going to lean on the side that it's too many points. Give me the touchdown with Carolina. They've been kind of competitive here against mediocre teams. And Jacksonville is quite mediocre at this point. So I'll take a touchdown dog on the road in Jacksonville, Carolina plus seven. Hmm. Samir. Samir coming up a victory had Seattle. Seattle did move later in the weekend to three, three and a half. He played Seattle on the podcast at two and a half against the Titans on the road. That was a sweaty one for sure. Sure was. <clears throat> Glad we made it out on the other side there. Uh, so, you know, I was actually reminiscing a little bit earlier before we started recording with Julian, um, more go. talking about his affinity for betting Alabama football. But it occurred to me that we've been doing this podcast for quite some time together. And uh, one thing that we used to do all the time that we haven't really done at all this year are play teasers. So I'm going well, to... Julian did that early in the year and it blew up in his face. Well, that was... Yeah, Long time it happened ago. once. But it happened once. And we used to go to the well and have at least one teaser play basically every week between uh, former... How many years for it? Well... I think I found a spot that I like uh, for a teaser here, and it includes tomorrow night's game. I think I'm going to do six-point tease on the Browns and the 49ers. Pretty safe, pretty solid, brings this Browns down to a one and a half. No, Julian doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. Why doesn't he like it? Anytime the analysis on a teaser is to be safe, something goes wrong. And you're also bringing and a huge have, favorite in the Niners down. The Niners should beat the Pope out of Washington, but. And Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, not Sam yep. Howell. All right. All right. But that, even then, though, Samir, you're still, have, you're, still laying, you're still laying north of a touchdown on the Niners. Maybe yeah. a seven-point teaser. Bring it down to six and a half. No, nah, then it's not as attractive. Why? I mean, I think. Of course not. I want you to win. I think I'm going to. I don't think I need to do that. I don't think I need to buy. You, you think that that game's going to be close? No. Do you think that game's going to be? This is the NFL, man. I don't know. I mean, they're all close when they don't think they're going to be close, and then they aren't close, and I think they will be close. I mean, fair. This has been a very strange year, but Mm -hmm. it's my first official teaser given out this year, and I feel it's better than playing a first quarter over, right, Julian? So uh, this this is where I stand. Six-point teaser, Cleveland minus one and a half, and the Niners minus seven and a half at Washington. Yes, sir. Go ahead. All right, I'm going to whittle this down. I already gave my analysis on all my bets. Yeah, and I would add, too, real quick before you go, I would throw in NC State into the best bets. We'll play NC State as a best bet, and we'll play Rutgers, too. Wait, so is this your official best? You're, like, adding on to your – Yep, Rose so three. I'll give you three of them. Okay. NC State, Rutgers, and then we're going to play the Panthers plus seven. Three this week. So I'm going to go three as well. It's my two favorite bowls and my favorite NFL of the week. Favorite bowls would be Rutgers. I'm joining Glash on a best bet. Rutgers. Wyoming. Um, just because of that spot. And in NFL, <clears throat> I'm going to do the over for Detroit-Dallas, but I up at 53 and a half, I, 
I think I'm going to do it with Dallas team total over 29 and a half as the best bet. I Dallas like is getting into the 30s in this game against Detroit indoors on Saturday night in Dallas. Cowboys over 29 and a half team total. Rutgers, Wyoming, Cowboys team total over. Three best bets to bring us plenty of wealth into 2024. I agree, and I'm glad you did that with Dallas because – no one's going to get mad at Detroit. You just clinched a playoff berth. You can basically have a stinker, and that's okay for Detroit standards because you're in the playoffs. Yep, You're running into a good team, and they play well at home, and they're on a lo- little mini losing streak. It's not really a streak, just back-to-back losses. But I, I, I was I was hoping you'd do that. Just play the Dallas team total over and stay away from them because I could see Dallas just smoke them, and Detroit says, all right, well, it's not our day. I already have a bunch on the over 51 and a half. I just gave it out earlier. So now I'm not going to give it out at 53 and a half. I'll go the key number though. 51. Yep. Semi. Semi. Not the key number or the one of the key numbers, but. Totals are less key, but yeah. Yes. Okay. A lot of bets. A lot of bets on this podcast today. Thanks to Johnny Avello, the director of the DraftKings Sportsbook. We will have a podcast next week. Uh, we can get you set for because we've got the college football playoff. NFL week. Out. It'll be NFL week 18 and the CFB Natty. Hopefully Alabama versus anyone. Yep. Yep. Because that's right. We'll have the we'll have. Yeah, we'll have the finalists by um by Monday, Monday night. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right. Thanks to Julian Edlow and Samir, Brendan Glasheen. Thank you all for listening to Unreasonable Odds. We hope that you've been listening uh, for the majority of the fall into the winter, uh, getting some of those better numbers. But uh, we'll be sweating these bets with you. Best of luck, and we'll talk to you again next week. Odds and lines are subject to change. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 